0: for it. So we've actually caused a grave problem by vaccinating the individual measles, mumps, and rubella vaccines. And so you now can only receive an an MMR in in the United States. Uh, That's that's all you can get. And in other countries as well, I think it's true. I'm I'm most familiar with what's available in the U.S. But you can only get these three dosed at the same time. This means that as a Catholic, you cannot morally vaccinate your child for any of these three diseases because the rubella vaccine is produced in aborted fetal cells. And the virus that the vaccine uses was obtained from aborted fetal tissue. So there are approximately 99 abortions involved altogether to make the cell line and to produce the virus. Um, Most people don't realize that. Uh, they they want to think of the, the abortion component as it's sort of remote. I'm not I'm not formally participating, it's only material participation. Um, they get a little bit more co- uncomfortable when they realize it's about 100 abortions. This, this wasn't one child that died, thing that people can be pretty divided about. But, but if for your heart to be able to be transplanted into someone else's body, it basically still needs to be beating when they take it out, or have just ceased beating because they just killed you so they could take your heart. Um, this the same thing is true with these aborted fetal researchers. This wasn't just like, I mean, it's bad enough, right? It, it, it's it's 100% already completely immoral um, to, to murder a little baby in the womb and take its parts out of the mother and then experiment on those parts. These babies were often actually removed via C-section, still living, so that then their tissue could be experimented on so it would be sufficiently fresh and undamaged. Um, and sometimes they were being dissected basically with their hearts still beating. Um, This is, I mean, this isn't just immoral. This is utterly satanic.
1: Yeah. It's, 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 it's it's, it's beyond barbaric. It's, it is, as you said, satanic, it's demonic. I I think I I can't help, but uh, everyone can probably imagine they've seen the image, the famous image of a C-section baby coming out all in, in this, in the sack you know, this is a live birth is what this is. This is a live yeah. birth. Yeah. And if the heart is beating and you are cutting into the baby for yeah. what?
0: The concentration of of human fetal DNA that's present mm-hmm. in these in these vaccines, especially I mean the chickenpox vaccine has more aborted fetal DNA in it than it has active ingredient for the chickenpox. Like it's, it's a little bizarre. Um, so the concentration of DNA that's present in these vaccines is, is more than sufficient for this homologous recombination to occur. And it could explain why, um, because scientists are, are struggling to figure out, because there seems to be an environmental component to autism, but there also seems to be a good genetic component to it. And they're struggling to figure out why, why do some of these autistic kids have hundreds of de novo mutations that just came out of nowhere? Their parents don't have these. you know How would they, they get this many mutations in this, in this short amount of time? Yeah, This explains that.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's a reasonable biological mechanism for that. So, it's not it's you know, and it it makes sense, right, Mike? That that um, this is not a moral thing to do. It's not moral to inject uh, a a dead murdered baby's cellular parts into your body. Um, Of course not. So there's gonna be there's gonna be Mm -hmm. consequences. This, This is in violation of natural law. There's going to be natural consequences to this.
1: You've just seen a highlight sizzle reel from the live stream from Friday night, in which I had Pam Akers on, and she was talking about her new book that's put out by the Colby Center called Vaccinations A Catholic Perspective. Some of these highlights are disturbing. I didn't know that 99 children, for example, had to be killed in the research, development, and marketing of the MMR vaccine. Did you? I didn't know that there are more aborted fetal cells in a chickenpox vaccine than there are any other substance. Did you? One has to wonder what our supposed leaders in the Catholic Church, our hierarchy, believes about these things. What I didn't know when I was talking to Pamela on Friday night, by the way, you can find her book at ColbeCenter.org. What I didn't know is that that same day, while we were talking, because all the news happens on Friday nights, while we were talking, the Pfizer vaccine was approved for emergency distribution, so-called, in the United States of America. There are thousands and hundreds of thousands of vials shipping across the land already. Today, on Monday, nurses, back east even, are taking the vaccine. So here we're talking about Bishop Archbishop Joseph Naumann. Who is Archbishop Joseph Nauman? He comes out today and he tells you, people of the world, Catholics in America, that it is a supreme act of charity for you to take this snake oil poison. It is an act of charity for you to take the vaccine. Now this man... Joseph Nauman, born in St. Louis, Missouri, in 2017, he made big-time news across America, anyway, for being the first non-cardinal elected to a very prestigious position within the USCCB. In 2017, he was elected as the chairman of the Committee on Pro-Life Activities, ostensibly making himself the most pro-life bishop in America, or at least... The the person in America who's supposed to understand pro life issues, and argue for them, here he is sitting atop that important committee. He's the Archbishop of Kansas City, Kansas. Don't be conf- don't be confused if you don't understand flyover country. I didn't until I moved to flyover country as well. So it it can be confusing. There are two Kansas Cities, Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri. I've talked a little bit about Bishop Johnston in Kansas City, Missouri. This is Archbishop Nauman in Kansas City, Kansas. Archbishop, huge archdiocese. He very prominently denied Kathleen Sebelius communion because she is a pro-abortion Catholic. Do you remember when he did that? She went on to become, uh, at the time she was uh, the governor of Kansas, she went on to become Obama's HHS secretary. So she ended up being in charge of administering abortions throughout the country and developing vaccines that required the research and development process of aborting human children. Now, this same man today has folded. He's buckled. He has absolutely nothing with regards to your best interests in mind. He is supposed to be our good shepherd, guiding us, protecting the life of the unborn. We just had the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, Empress of the Americas, This past weekend. And here he is, Archbishop Nauman, Kansas City, Kansas, chairman of the pro life committee for the USCCB, the first non cardinal. He beat out Supic for this position, by the way. It was a huge slight to Supic, and it was presumed that, oh my goodness, we're going to have a real conservative in this seat. A real conservative. And what does he do? He tells you to take the MAGAVAX, take the poke. Is he aware of Pfizer's research and development? Is he aware that children had to die? You saw already. I showed you a highlight from my live stream Friday with Pam. You saw that 99 children had to die just for rubella and that the vaccine for rubella isn't even efficacious. You saw that there's DNA recombining into young children that people are trying to understand what is causing this massive growth in autism and other first-world problems, so-called, in the United States. And this man tells you that it is an act of charity? It's an act of charity to inject dead babies into your bloodstream? That's an act of charity. From the highest-ranking pro-life voice in the Catholic Church in the United States, folds like a house of cards, tells you to take the Pfizer poison, And why? Why does he say it? Because it's sufficiently grave. It is sufficiently grave cause, ladies and gentlemen. COVID-1984 is sufficiently grave because a whopping 99.96% of you who contract the virus are going to be just fine. You're not going to lose your life. You will not sustain permanent damage to your body. It is the flu. The coronavirus vaccine has eluded scientists for 20-plus years. If you don't believe me, check out Pam Aker book. Pam Aker's book, Colby Center. Twenty years they've been studying the coronavirus. Twenty years they've been trying to test a vaccine that would work. And you're telling me that in the last six months we cracked the nut. We skipped all kinds of uh, trial phases, and we're just going to send this vaccine out. Do you know that the coronavirus vaccine? uses a novel delivery system called MRNA. Never been done before in humans. Never been done. It's literally never been done. And as a result of that novel uh, delivery mechanism, which uses DNA and changes your body, the virus that they have in this vaccine has to be refrigerated at ultra-low temperatures. We're talking... Minus 100 degrees Fahrenheit or colder. These deep freezers don't even exist in most of the country. And so part of rolling out the vaccine is how do you figure out the logistics system of refrigerating this poison, keeping it at ultra low energy levels so that it doesn't expire, go bad? We don't even know what will happen. What happens if you get one of these shots and it's not negative 100 degrees Fahrenheit what happens if it's above freezing what will happen to your body what is this what is this poison that these snake oil salesmen are trying to sell and why is the one prelate in America who is supposed to be protecting the children who died for this virus who died to to develop this vaccine why is he the one who's buckling and saying it's a supreme act of charity for you to take it. Well, would it surprise you, ladies and gentlemen, if I went ahead and informed you that uh, this particular prelate, the one who's supposed to be protecting the unborn, the one who's supposed to care about abortive fetal cells being injected into your body, would it surprise you to find out that actually— He's not very conservative. He's not very orthodox. Here he is opposing the death penalty. Perennial Catholic teaching can't be changed. Don't care what Francis says. Don't care what J.D. Flynn says, editor of CNA, which is a subsidiary of UWTN. Radical alt-left left-cath publication. That seeks to tarnish the reputations of good, holy, conservative priests, goes after Father Altman, goes after Father Nolan, goes after after Father Altieri, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That publication, which is tied into EWTN, rejoicing in the fact that, oh, here he is. Archbishop Nauman, same guy. This is not a guy who makes news. This is not a guy you hear about every day. You do a Google search for Archbishop Nauman, what do you and and check on YouTube to see what he's done. Got a couple sermons out there, some high-profile interviews on EWTN. Nothing much going on. Not a household name. This is not Bishop Barron. This is not Supich, nor is it the African Queen, Cardinal Gregory. No, this is His Excellency Archbishop Nauman in the middle of the country, in Kansas City, Kansas, who's supposed to be protecting your life and the unborn lives in these United States, Sits here and says, "Oh no, no, we can't have the death penalty." So no, he's not. He's 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 actually. We know what he's all about, don't we? We know what he's all about. I want to zero in on a tweet that I saw the other day. Happened to be up late last night working on some things, and I want to pull it up on the screen. And I think Dr. Taylor Marshall here is exactly right. Do you know who Dom Guerinje is? Dom Guerinjay is the author of the Liturgical Year, which is this set of green books behind me on the on my bookshelf. The Liturgical Year is just one of the things that Dom Guerinjay has written. Unfortunately, uh, it is not as well known as it should be. But what does Dom Guerinjay say about a situation like this? Here, let me see if I can make it bigger so you can see it. When the shepherd turns into a wolf, the first duty of the flock is to defend himself. That's our first duty. The first duty of the flock is to defend ourselves against the insidious wolves. At this point, they are wolves in wolves' clothing. They don't even bother to try to blend in. They tell you that Joe Biden is Catholic in good standing. Nobody plans to deny him communion for his pro-abortion politics. Where are you at, Archbishop Nauman? You are supposed to be the pro-life bishop in America. Where is your PR person? Where's your communications director? Where are your Twitter statements? Where are you telling President-elect so-called Joe Biden, that he will not be receiving communion in the United States because he supports tearing apart unborn children for convenience, for sacrifice to the God of Moloch in exchange for money, power, wealth, and material things, and in exchange for the supposed safety of a vaccine against a pathogen That kills less than a one-tenth of one percent of the people that it infects. We have no shepherds in the United States. And to all of you who cheered in 2017 when this man became the first non-Cardinal to hold this very important position in the USCCB. Because supposedly a conservative was going to oust Cardinal Supic. A conservative was going to take the reins and really make sure... That we stand for life in America. The Catholic Church is pro-life in America. Is it? Is it pro-life in America, or is it conveniently pro-life? I wonder if Pfizer is giving any any contributions to the near-bankrupt Kansas City-Kansas Archdiocese. That would be an interesting question. Does Archbishop Nauman make himself available for these things? No, of course not. He operates in the shadows. This is the kind of prelate who will call a traditional Latin mass priest into his office. He'll say, hey, Father such and such, and I know the name, and I'm not going to tell you the name right now. Come into my office. It's time to talk. You show up. Is he there? No, he's on vacation. But the lawyer's there. And he slides an NDA across the table and says, you're going to sign this NDA. Otherwise, we're going to take action against you. That's how this man operates. He's in the shadows. He's in the deep church. Very much a member of the deep church. This is the first video I'm going to do about Archbishop Nauman. I'm collecting other data about the sham that he is running. The sham. But don't listen to him. Do not listen to this man. Do not inject the snake oil into your body. It's not worth it. Is it worth risking your eternal salvation, ladies and gentlemen? Is it worth going to hell to avoid the flu? How can anybody possibly think that it is? The only way, in fact, that you could possibly believe that it would be worth risking hell to avoid the flu is if you didn't believe in hell. If you didn't believe in hell... If you had no supernatural faith, if you bought into the Bon Valthazar lie that's repackaged and repurposed by Bishop Turd on fire, that there is no hell, or that if there is a hell, very few people go there. And even if you do go there, it's only a temporary thing. And dare we hope, in the end, hell is emptied after all. If you did believe all that, then yeah, you might go out of your way to avoid a little bit of flu. While well, you're still alive on earth. I'm sorry, but this is unacceptable. This is garbage. This man needs to retract this statement immediately. He needs to restudy the issue. This man is not pro-life. The Catholic Church in America is not pro-life. Give me a break. So what? You denied communion to Catherine Sibelius one time. And that makes you a hero? I don't know. You, can, you weigh that against this statement right here at your particular judgment, Archbishop. And um, you're going to need a lot of our prayers to get past that. How dare you tell Roman Catholics in the United States that it is an act of charity to inject poison into their body that can recombine with their DNA, deform and disfigure them for life so that they can avoid the sniffles, which kills less than one-tenth of one percent of those people who contract the virus. How dare you buy into the false surreality, the great reset, the great hoax, the pandemic, the case-demic, COVID-1984. How dare you? Shame on you, Archbishop. This will be a short stream. That's really all I had to say. I saw this come out. And I just thought, wow, how low have we fallen? Is there anyone, is there any in the Episcopate who are willing to stand up? Well, it turns out that there are. And it's the same old, same old Bishop Schneider, Bishop Strickland. These men come out and say, mm, no, I wouldn't take that vaccine. Did you know that Trump tweeted last night? I, don't, I wish I had this picture too. Just as I wrap up here, Trump tweeted last night that he's not taking the vaccine. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald J. Trump, who wrote the check, said he's not taking the vaccine. Think about that. Why isn't he taking the vaccine? He said, no, 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 the White House doesn't need to be first in line. You know, we'll, we just We'll reprioritize the list and the White House will be, I'll take the vaccine at the appropriate time. Trust me. But Archbishop Nauman wants you to take it now because it's a supreme act of charity. Something doesn't add up. God bless you. Thanks for watching.